Tuesday, January 15, 2019. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Buckeyes Morning 5 and Change. We will be joined in a minute here by Dwayne Long, as we always are on Tuesdays, to talk about the latest with the Buckeyes. I did want to make a house cleaning announcement here. I know that the sound quality of the BM5 has not been the best, especially over the past few weeks. There is a reason for that, and we are getting it fixed. You're going to have to bear with us for just a little bit more. The only thing I can promise Bucknutters is, in the end, this will work out better for everybody. We are making a major investment into the show, both technically and spiritually. I promise you that in about two weeks, the BM5 will hit its stride and you will realize it is the best podcast known to man, if you didn't already. We appreciate you sticking through it, and like I said, I really do believe it will be worth everybody's while. Let's get to the meat of the matter. Dwayne is here. Dwayne, how are you this fine, fine Tuesday? Huh. Uh, just, uh, I'm, I'm focused on the weather, Dan, because I'm not ready for what you're talking about, uh, jumping on this weekend. <laughs> we already can't see anything but white, and now they're seeing more. So, uh, yeah, I'm a little weather-focused today. We did the ruler on the back porch deal, and for us it was seven and a half inches. Supposed to get more this weekend, so life in Ohio, baby, it's wintertime. That also means life in Ohio at wintertime, we are dealing with some major roster maneuvering. This time last week, Kathan Martell was expected to return to Ohio State. Now he is not, though he said he was ready to battle Justin Fields and make some ominous Twitter comments about the competition coming. And now it looks like Kate Martell has even whittled it down to three schools, Louisville, West Virginia, and Miami. Our sources think it's going to be West Virginia. I have to admit that I could really see Kate Martell at Miami. His buddy Bubba Bolden, those of you who remember Bubba Bolden from USC and Bishop Gorman Safety fame and the QB1 documentary, a good friend of Martell's, Miami wouldn't be surprising. However, we care about Ohio State, so this means for next year, right now, guaranteed on the roster quarterbacks, Matthew Baldwin, Chris Chuganoff. Now, we expect Justin Fields to get eligible immediately, but that's not locked in stone yet. Dwayne. Assess, please, the exit of Kaysen, what we got left, and what you see on the quarterback position over the next 12 months or so. We do expect Fields to get eligible. Um, I think it's a, a pretty much a foregone conclusion. But let's say that that doesn't happen, that, you know, they uh, they come up with a ruling that is not in the best interest of anybody. Nobody wins with that ruling. You know, they may say keeping the uh, – integrity of the transfer rule intact, but, I mean, look at the transfers we've seen that uh, we can't even figure out why they were granted. So uh, I think he's going to get granted, but let's say he doesn't. My big concern is death. I thought Matthew Baldwin uh, was going to really challenge Tate, and I predicted he would beat him. I thought he would win the job. Just a better pure passer. Uh, and we moved away where we saw last year that even with, uh, Urban still at the, at the helm, that, uh, the, the zone read was just not part of the offense. It happened once in a while. It wasn't like the, uh, Barrett era where, you know, he ran 12, average 12 carries a game as a senior and 16 a game as a junior. I mean, your quarterback running a ball in that's just crazy. But it's it's over. We're, we're you know it's a, it's now at best going to be a wrinkle. Uh, neither one of the guys that are going to be in charge of the offense, um, you 
you know, with, with uh, Day and Wilson and Jurcic, uh, none, none of those guys are going to be interested in the quarterback being a primary ball carrier. So the the thing is, uh, Baldwin, he was he was going to have that advantage that they were moving away from the offense that Martell really fit. The fact is, the one thing you know, you look at look at uh, the success of the runner passer quarterbacks at the NFL level. It's just been non-existent, and that is because NFL wanted to take the run away from uh, the the uh, uh, running passing quarterback. And when they stopped doing that, just let them play their game. It's so important to their game. You know, if you look at Cam Newton. And uh, the guy at Baltimore right now uh, from Louisville. Lamar Jackson. Yeah. When they just let them do their thing, it's been more successful. Well, you couldn't take the run away from Tate. Expect a guy, they say 5'10". Everybody that I know that's good beside the kid says he's closer to 5'9". Make him stand in the pocket and throw the ball. It just wasn't going to be, he wasn't going to be as effective. Matthew Baldwin, I thought he was going to win the job anyway. Now, the problem is when you've got a guy that couldn't win the starting job at West Virginia, and West Virginia was, if you look at his offer sheet, that was definitely the best offer he had. That is scary. That we're one play away from that guy being our, being our starter. You'd like to have four quarterbacks in there, but, uh, you know, you, you really want to, you've got to have three. Uh, and really, for all intents and purposes, we're down to two. We could, we're likely, highly likely, to get a third, but, uh, you know, we're at bare minimum, uh, depth here. That's the scary part. Just the, the, that's a nightmare scenario that Justin Fields does not get immediate eligibility and Kate and, uh, Matthew Baldwin goes down. And, you know, we're talking about guys coming off a really serious knee injury. So that that could be the worst possible scenario. I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, you know it's something we got to worry about. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I do think that the way they're operating and they being Ohio State leads me to believe everybody knows Fields is going to be eligible. If another quarterback is not, they would not go into next season obviously with the Baldwin chugging off setup. There's no chance that will happen. So we will err on the side of caution here and just give them the benefit of the doubt. I have had some people within the program say that Baldwin is a legit challenger for the starting quarterback job, like you said. There are people who are really impressed with him. He kind of fits the mold a little bit better. Now, Justin Fields, when it comes to running, he's actually probably the best runner of the group. Now, he's not the best option quarterback. I've never seen anybody run the option as well as Tate. But I get the sense that Fields shows Ohio State largely because Ryan Day's reputation for developing passes. I mean, I don't expect Justin Fields to be a run-first guy here. I'd be shocked if he ran anywhere close to as much as Barrett did. But he does have that weapon, and it will be a nice little trump card if they need it. Speaking of people that are returning, as we go over the roster here, you expected this to happen. I expected this to happen, but it actually just became official. Greg Skadrawa will be back to coach the offensive line. Apparently, there was some slight flirtation with Maryland and Michael Oxley, but Stud will be back. You're feeling about Stud keeping his charge of the offensive line. 
I've I've never been a big fan. I've just seen too much on the offensive line that just was not good enough. Uh, we can talk about recruiting. I don't think we need to. I don't think that's really been a problem for him. That goes back to Warner. Warner made some awful decisions. We could go back and look at the guys, I mean, and just some of the things he made that put this offensive line personnel-wise behind the eight ball. That was, Warner was not a good recruiter. But he could coach. I thought he was a superior line coach. Just wasn't the personality to, to bring recruits in. So, um, you know, Sergrara just, I, I would move on. I would have gone out and gotten, gotten another guy that could do both coach and recruit. So, yeah, mixed feelings about this. Yeah, he's bringing in talent, but what's he doing with it? You know, we're just not seeing uh, elite guys coming out. I mean, we've had what? Just think about the the, the offensive lines that uh, we've seen in recent years. And and think about earlier this year. We didn't have an effective running game for about half a season. So I'm I'm not a big fan. I would have liked for us to move on. Uh, we'll see what's going to happen now. One thing you can predict from the offensive line is there will be many, many, many compliments thrown at Thayer Munford heading into next year at Les Tackle. He's going to be the apple of many NFL scouts' eye, and he'll be one of the guys next year that you can expect to be on preseason teams from the Buckeyes. He will become a star if he's not already. Okay, another guy who said he was leaving, when well, he's not said anything, was never speaks to the media and may have broken the record for fewest words uttered to the media while in Columbus, and that is Kendall Sheffield. He is headed to the league. He did not announce this, but his name showed up on a workout list for guys training for the league, so we assume he's going to be doing that because it's not in Columbus, and therefore that kind of commute would be hard for him, so he's likely off to the league. That means next year, the secondary, as of right now, looks like Jordan Fuller and Brendan White in the back. Cornerbacks, Jeffrey Okuda, Sean Wade, and Damon Arnett, who did return. I'm surprised. And then you got guys like Seven Banks, Josh Proctor, Kyrie Johnson, Marcus Williamson, Amir Reef, Isaiah Pryor. What's your vibe on the secondary right now? If you had to predict... Four starters, two safeties, and two corners. Who would it be? Well, I, I mean, I'm going to go with the obvious, which is uh, uh, at the safeties where you've got Fuller and White, which I'm, I'm completely satisfied with. Uh, at corner, Okuda, there just seemed to be a difference from him. The off the uh, post uh, Big Ten championship game workouts leading to the Rose Bowl. I mean, he had a really he had his best game of the season in the Rose Bowl. He was really outstanding. It's what we've been expecting out of Okuda. So uh, I'm very happy with what we saw there. If I could if I could pick one, I would have wanted Sheffield back. Uh, Arnett is just not, just too inconsistent. Uh, has, his ball skills are just awful. He He never seems to find the football. Not a big fan of his at all. I uh, was hoping that he would move on and we could get a younger guy in there. So I'm going to say that it's, he's going to start there. Uh, hopefully somebody will step in. Wade, in particular, love to have two six-foot-two-inch cornerbacks out there with elite athleticism. That would be just the best possible situation. 
So uh, I, I would really hope that, that Wade would take that job away from him. Uh, you know, Sheffield, I don't understand why he's going pro. The last, say, he had a pretty solid season going until halfway of the start of this period eight. And by uh, the last start of the season, he was having just way too many problems out there. He's not a real physical kid. He's not going to be a good run support corner. So, uh, well, you know, I wish him luck. But, uh, I, you know, I don't think he's going to go as high as he wants. Maybe he just wants to get on with life. After going to Alabama and then junior college and then so he's maybe had enough. Okay, good luck to you. Uh, I think he would have done himself uh, a service by coming back for another year. He really struggled to play the ball at the end of the year. I can't tell you how many times it seemed like he was in perfect position. And the guy still made the catch. Michigan comes to mind there. I do think Sheffield's going to perform beautifully at the Combine. He's a track guy. Track guys tend to obliterate the Combine. He's going to run in the four threes, and someone's going to take a chance on him. But I would agree in terms of pedigree and everything we heard about him. You know, he played high school football in Texas, et cetera. I wasn't that impressed. Arnett, I've made my opinions on here abundantly clear. I think he leads the league in the post-celebration uh, arm flash while in the background there's a yellow flag in the air. It's the most annoying thing ever. Basically, Arnett has gotten into a niche here where some guys have left early and created this hole. I cannot think of a player, I'm not trying to get mean here, but there's no player that's played as much as Arnett has over the past X years that hasn't been very good. Um, that's disappointing. However, Wade did do did perform beautifully in the slot this year, so I could see them leaving him in there. And we play five defensive backs a lot anyway, so I will say that the secondary should get off to a much better start than this past year, which was horrendous in the secondary. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. Have a good one, Buckers.